Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. They make eyeball squeegees. Life 107.5. It was a special day of stories when we got to hear how God is moving in your life through Life 107.1. We are just honored we get to be part of those stories and we're so encouraged to hear what he's doing. In 2018, I went through a very difficult divorce and I was just shattered. And I remember driving down the road and just crying and sobbing and screaming out to God for help. And the song, Tell Your Heart to Breathe Again, came on. Mm. And I, I just stopped. And I just thought my heart would never, ever heal. And the other day, I was driving down the road, <laughs> and that same song came on. Hmm. And I began to laugh. And I began to worship. And I thought, Lord, not only is my heart breathing again, I'm healed. And wow. a lot of that was just hearing the song during that dark time of my life that ministered to me more than you'll ever know. Tell me if I need to be ashamed of this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, of course, Taylor. Yes, absolutely. We had some friends over last night mm-hmm. for a board game night. That's fun. And we broke out a board game mm-hmm. that we had not played yet. We were very excited about this game. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I'm not sure of. We had not played this game since it was purchased as a Christmas present. And? I got my wife this this board game for Christmas, and it hadn't even been opened out of the shrink wrap. And then we opened it with our friends here in the middle of February. You want? You think you should be ashamed of that? I I, I don't know. It's like we we had this gift, and it just wasn't even opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I you're can, you're not appalled. No, I'm not because I can totally one up you. Really? Oh, absolutely. I have a little bit of Christmas that is still existing in my home right now. I I got it from the store. It went in my car. It went from my car to my house. I wrapped it up, right? And then it went back into my car. Uh Uh-huh. And then it's come back into my house. And now it's at the foot of my bed. And I keep kicking it, this Christmas present that I haven't given yet. You have a wrapped Christmas (laughs) present on the foot of your bed. Yes. The bed that you sleep in. But my friend lives so far out in West Des Moines. Oh, man. (laughs) I haven't given it to her Well, then that's totally okay. I'm going to get around to it. I don't know when. Maybe by Arbor Day. (laughs) (laughs) I have a Christmas present all ready to go, still sitting in my house for my friend, but she lives all the way out in West Des Moines, and I haven't gotten it to her yet. James, are you willing to confess that you haven't given a Christmas present yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I got my kids a air hockey table for Christmas. Oh, wow. And never got it put together, so it's going to be a next year present. (laughs) (laughs) So that they don't know there's an air hockey table lying in pieces somewhere in your house. Yep. They don't know? Yep. And it's sitting right out in the open in the basement, and they haven't even noticed it. (laughs) I'm so glad to hear I'm not the only one. Do you also have a Christmas present that you still haven't given yet? Well, it's not a Christmas present, but I got a free tree this year, and it turned out to be a tree that had glitter all over it, and my husband hates glitter. (laughs) So we've taken all the ornaments off of it, but he doesn't want to put it away because it has glitter all over it. Because as soon as he moves it, the glitter goes everywhere. Everywhere. Well, it's my revenge because he's a prankster, so he teases me all the time. And so this is just my revenge that's living on into February. You win! Excellently done! I like that. I like that. That's a good marriage. (laughs) 
I have a Christmas present that I haven't given in what two and a half months yet. I have a board game that I just opened from Christmas. Do you have a Christmas present that hasn't been given yet? Well, it's worse than that. It's oh. almost worse than your unopened board game. I got a gift certificate for uh, a massage after I had my son for Christmas for my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And this was when he was four months old. And I have been meaning to schedule it every month for 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very important alert. Tissue alert. Tissue alert. Tissue alert. Tissue alert. It is time once again to share a story of someone who's going to be getting a free furnace from Service Legends. We wrapped up nominations for Warm Your Heart, but we're not done sharing stories of people who are getting these furnaces at times when they need them. Thank you so much to Service Legends for letting us be part of these awesome stories. And thank you to you if you nominated someone like Anna did. Maria's my mom. And coincidentally, one of those days when we were below zero, her furnace stopped working. Mm. And all of us were stressing out because she's older. She's almost 70 and she's got some health conditions. And we were struggling to find a way to repair it. And I thought I would take a chance of nominating her. It's like you see things happening for others, but you kind of in the back of your head think like, there's no way this is going to happen. But Mm. sure, let's go ahead and try. Why? Yeah, (laughs) why not? Well, tell me a little bit about your mom. We came from Mexico. And she pretty much raised all of us. She was married to my dad, but my dad has suffered uh, with addiction to alcohol. Mm. We essentially grew up seeing them argue, seeing them fight. And at some point it got really bad where she was in danger, like physically in Mm -hmm. danger. She couldn't stay there anymore. And we were witnessing all of that. And so finally we moved over here with my older brother. Yeah, she's always done everything possible to make sure that we have food and um, she didn't really go to school but she always made sure that we knew education was important and pushed us to continue going to school. She sounds like a fantastic mom. She is but it's been a a long journey and I think she deserves a break. Well I think she does too. What about you Brian Leach from Service Legends? What do you think? Well as you shared that story I was like that sounds like my house growing up. And so I understand how rough it can be and uh, how tough it is for moms to make it through that. So we totally want to uh, bless her with a furnace and get that taken care of. So you hang in there, kiddo, and keep fighting the good fight. Um, and tell your mom Thank we you. love her. We'll be praying for her. And I'm giving Brian yeah, a Kleenex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just took me down memory lane, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, you need to call her, and you need to tell her that Service Legends is going to come and measure some stuff and give her a 100% free furnace. (laughs) I have to go see her her face, so thank you, guys. Thank you so, so much. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for telling us about her. Thank you. God bless you. It was his first time spending the night at his girlfriend's parents' house. Oh, boy. There's like always a little bit of pressure attached to that. Absolutely. And he gets set up in in the boyfriend suite. 
you know, she's got her room and he's down in the basement. There's like a, a fold-out futon and some blankets that he can sleep under. This is a, a friend of ours who uh, she and this guy have started dating. We got to meet him and we were hearing about the first time he was spending the night at her parents' house. <laughs> in the boyfriend's suite. In the boyfriend's suite down in the basement. He wakes up at, oh, I don't know, about 2.14 a.m. Okay. And he hears... Oh, did I leave the TV on? Because he hears talking? He, he thinks he hears some TV. He's like, and if I didn't leave it on, what turned it on? And so he gets up and starts to investigate, and he can kind of hear where the sound's coming from, and he's getting closer and closer, and I mean, this is, this is an intense TV show. Like, there's some shouting, and there's some noise, and there's like thumping, and then he realizes it's not TV. There's someone in the house. <laughs> Oh, no. And he's not entirely sure what's going on, but he is a guest in the boyfriend suite, and he's not about to go investigate. (laughs) So he just stays right down there with his eyes glued to the door for the rest of the night until he gets up the next morning. Oh. His girlfriend later explained to him. I should have warned you. I should have warned you. (laughs) When my parents can't sleep, they take that as a sign from God that they need to pray. I like that. They don't do a lot of praying in their heads. It's, <laughs> they it pray is, out loud. It is outward praying. It is passionate praying. It comes with jumping and running. Like they, it is a full body prayer that these guys are uttering. And he was not prepared for that in the middle of the night. And the best part was he gets up in the morning and they're all at breakfast and oh, how'd you sleep last night? And you know, he's he's not gonna be like, Man, your your prayers really kept me up. <laughs> He's like, oh, I was, I was slept slept well, and they're like, oh, good. We were so concerned, and so his mind is saying, okay, good. They're they're going to explain what was going on. And they're like, yeah, our neighbors are moving, and they were throwing stuff in the dumpster at like four a.m. I thought that was very inconsiderate. I was really hopeful because the dumpsters were right next to your window. It was that normal to them. They didn't even think to say, oh, no. did we keep you up talking to the King of Kings? Oh, our families. We can't choose them. God chose them for us, right? (laughs) And sometimes we become so used to the quirks and the eccentricities that we forget to warn other people about them. Back when my mom was alive and living with us, she snored. And when I was younger, we as a family went and stayed with family friends at their cabin and... The little, the little kid came into their parents' room and said, Mom, Dad, there's a bear, there's a bear, there's a bear. And it was my mom. And by the end of the week of staying with them, the whole cabin had cleared like one side. Everybody was as far away from her as they could. And if she were alive, she'd be, uh, I'd be getting a whap upside the head for telling this story. Cause you say, that's not true. That's not true. And if you all were so tired, you could have slept through it. <laughs> that was my mom. Oh my goodness. Well, hopefully they're not listening to life 107.1 in heaven or yeah. else when you get there, you're going to get that whap upside your head. It'll be a glorious whap. I'm sure. <laughs> You love them because they're your family. But sometimes you should warn your friends or loved ones or loved ones to be about them. It's a running joke for my family. Like Whenever we bring over a significant other, they like to play games. So my sister brought over her now fiance and they were like, this is going to be sing night. 
So when he comes over, all we're going to do is whenever we want to talk, we're going to sing. Oh, So (laughs) my mom's like, hello, it's sing night. And then my dad's like, I'm with her. So then my sister's fiance looks at her, looks at the door, looks at my family, looks at the door, and then goes, shrugs his shoulders and sits down and does not say anything. (laughs) Courtney, you got a story about somebody that you should have warned about something in your family? I brought my boyfriend to my grandparents for Easter for the first time, and he got sleep on the couch. And they have a clock that makes 12 different bird calls um, throughout the day. And we're a loud family, and so... You don't hear it really during the day, but when you are sleeping in the room right next to it, and of course at midnight through 6 a.m. are the loudest calls ever. Naturally. He was texting me in the middle of the night like, I think there's a bird in here. I think you need to come upstairs. The whole night long, he said he's never slept so bad in his life. We came upstairs and he was sitting in the corner just like rocking. So... Now we got gifted that when we got married, and it is at our house. You so got yay. married! I love you that. You got married! Yay! We did! You have the clock! Yay! It is down in the basement without batteries currently. <laughs> <laughs> If you got in touch with us during our day of stories, thank you so much. It was just so much fun hearing about what God is doing right here in our community through this radio station. My family's listened to Life 1071 for a long time, and the music's great. It's very encouraging. We've enjoyed it for a long time. But recently, there have been a couple of things in our family that have made it even better, and I feel like I've been God at work. So first, my, my oldest daughter went off to summer camp last summer, and she came back with a big love of Christian music, so she plays it all the time. Mm. And the other thing is, all my kids are in choir now, and so they're learning how to sing harmonies and things like that. So it's really a highlight. When we get in the car, we go somewhere, we turn on Life 1071 music, and everybody's singing along. There are multiple harmonies being sung. Oh, wow. Everybody knows the words. <laughs> it's just really encouraging. I, I really see this as God at work in our family and in the hearts of my kids turning them toward him. She asked me a question and in the context, completely made sense. But as a general rule, this question <laughs> was kind of strange. Called the eye doctor yesterday because uh-huh. it's time for my son Benjamin to go in for an eye exam. And... He has indicated to me that he is considering getting contacts. Okay. Okay. So, and I happened to mention this to the wonderful lady that was scheduling the appointment. And I said, yeah, Ben is kind of thinking he may want to go with contacts. And her question was, oh, well, is he comfortable sticking his finger in his eye? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's a weird, like, I get it. But that's just really intense out of the gate. It is. It's very intense. And my response was, well, is anybody really comfortable sticking their finger in their eye? I mean, I know, like, I I sit at a traffic light and I get bored and I realize I've just been rubbing my sclera (laughs) trying to search around in my pupil for things. Some (laughs) of us apparently need help when we've got to put stuff in our eyes. And we want to know what happens when you try to put stuff in your eye. My wife cannot put in her own eye drops. Okay. Okay. She actually has to uh, lay down on our bed so that way I can either hold open her eyelids for her (laughs) and she has to like 
contort her face to keep her eyelids open, and I oftentimes have to tell her, like, opening your mouth wider will not open your eye wider. <laughs> she oftentimes will start crying because we end up laughing so hard, so I'm almost like, do you really need these anymore? You just made your own. You're good. I'm actually enjoying this conversation far more than Taylor is because you're kind of you're weird about anything near your eyes. I mean, yeah, you you're the person whose sister's like, yeah, I can touch my eye and just like rub it all around. See, look right here. I'm, oh, she's doing it right now. <laughs> what? I've been putting mascara on these eyes for a lot of years. There's been mascara wands in my eye a lot. I think my eye is immune. So you have a lot of experience with this, but not all of us are experienced eyeball touchers, right, Kelly? When I was late. 30s, I finally needed contacts. Like my whole family had them. My sisters had them like back when they called junior high, junior high. So I went to the optometrist and um, he ordered them and blah, blah, blah. I went back and he goes, it's super simple to put these in. And I thought, yep, my sisters did it when they were 10. He said, okay, open your eye really wide. And I said, I am. It goes wider. And I thought, it's as wide as it goes. It was terrible. He couldn't get it in. And I thought, okay, I'm concerned because if you can't get it, how can I get it? Yeah, he's an eye doctor. (laughs) He took a break. He took a break and he said, I will be back. And then he tried like five more times. He dropped it. I mean, it was terrible. And finally he said, you know, those glasses look so good. My son is interested in getting contacts. So I called the eye doctor yesterday and the lady that does the scheduling said, is he comfortable putting his finger in his eye? And... (laughs) I just kind of thought that was the funniest thing. It's a question that catches you off guard. But then you start thinking about, you know, the stories of when people get things in their eye. My husband was around 10 years old and super curious, was looking at super glue and did not realize the cap was off. So he squeezed it. No! And it went straight. Straight into his eye. Oh, no. It gets worse because he tried to fix it. So he went and got soap and water, put it in his eye, and it created a paste. Oh. So his eye was totally glued shut. They took him to the ER. The ER said, you have to wait to see the doctor. It made his eye black. He had to wait the next morning, go to the eye doctor. And I kid you not, they had to squeegee his eyeball. Oh, get the glue off with like a mini eyeball squeegee. It they make eyeball awful. squeegees. <laughs> Apparently. And he actually got tested after that and still had 20-20 vision. So I would say it was a miracle. <laughs> that wow. is. That's insane. Wow. How do you feel knowing that there are things called eyeball squeegees? I mean, that three words I did not expect to hear back to back this morning. Mini eyeball squeegee. <laughs> You learned so much here on Mornings with Taylor and Jen. The scary thing is the existence of a mini eyeball squeegee suggests the existence of a giant eyeball squeegee. Of course not. Hey, cyclopses need eye doctors too. Children, if you're listening right now, Mr. Taylor is wrong. There's no such thing as cyclops. It's like the window washers. They have to wrap a rope around the back of his head and they're dangling from his face and they're squeegeeing the eyeball. You read too many books as a child. Stop it. This is your brain on books. In big ways and little ways, God has been working in Central Iowa through this radio station. I'm honored to be part of it, part of your stories. So thank you for sharing those during our stay of stories. August 26, 2020, my husband ghosted me. He said he was going to go fishing and he never came home. Oh, my goodness. And I had just started a new job and they provided 
a, a vehicle, and the radio was on Life 107, and the song that came on when I was driving to work was Truth Be Known. Mm. It just really hit me, like, what? What truth? <laughs> and God showed me all of these awesome friends that I had no idea were so supportive, came and supported me, and listening to the radio station, the songs just kept coming on that were supporting me and telling me what I needed to do. And I forgave him. Mm. And in November, he confessed to me everything that happened and said he didn't expect me to forgive him. And I told him I did. I have shared with him some of the songs, and I think he is finally starting to forgive himself. Wow. I'm just so glad that song came on when it did. Years later, the stories of what happened when you left your children alone can be very entertaining. But I'm here to say, (laughs) as a parent... When all of a sudden you hear it really, really quiet or you've left your kiddos alone. When you drive back home, you're always worried what you're going to find. And and this was brought home to me (laughs) once again when our dear friend Luann, who sits right next to us in in her office next to our studio, was telling us a story about when her kids, when she and her husband had to leave them alone for a little while. Oh, boy. And it's always... Always, when you have three, it's always the older two ganging up on the younger one. That's what a younger brother is for. (laughs) They had to leave the kiddos for a little while. They were old enough. They were fine. It wasn't going to be a very long time. But when they got home (laughs) and her husband walked into the house, he looked up and there was his youngest son duct taped to the wall. (laughs) Duct taped to the wall. (laughs) And when he walked in and saw his youngest son, he looked at his son his son looked at him, and his son was like, hey, Dad, what's up? <laughs> I'm really like, I just need to know how much duct tape it takes to suspend a human being against a wall. So what happens when you leave your kiddos home alone? In our friend's case, their older children duct taped their younger brother up on the wall, which, of course, when we tell that story, the boy in the room has to wonder, hmm, how much duct tape does it take to duct tape a human being on a wall? And this is why we know the Life 107.1 listening family is wonderful, because we have somebody with an answer to that question. I just thought I'd let you know, it only takes about two rolls of duct tape to tape a grown man to a wall. Only two rolls. And how do you know this, Cheyenne? Uh, back when I was in high school, we actually taped my youth leader to a wall. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was brave of him to allow that to happen. Yeah, I don't remember what the deal was, but we had a deal with him, and he didn't think that we could do it, and we did, and we ended up duct taping him to a wall. And it took two rolls to put a grown man up on the wall. Just about two rolls. And I mean, he stayed up there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Kat, what happened when you left your kids alone? My kids were like best friends growing up. Best friends. Anything that her brother was doing, she was right there. It was like Batman and Robin. I'm not joking. (laughs) So I was working for the city at the time, and it was literally down the street from our duplex. And I had to run in really quick to unlock the door because everybody else forgot their keys. I was gone like maybe an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And 10 and 9. Great kids, responsible. I come back and I could not stop laughing. My side hurt so much. So the side door, I said, no, don't do that. You know, that, that's not the clean spot. I even put up a baby gate. 
You got to visualize that. And there's a closet there that has the Christmas presents in it. That's why I didn't want them going there. Oh, oh boy. Yes. So my son, the creative one, decided that he was going to make a fishing rod out of his durable connects. And he attached it to her bibs, <laughs> the back of the bibs. Oh, my goodness. No way. Yes, way. So he's reeling her over there, and she's flying in the air like she thinks she's Peter Pan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I waited until she actually got over the gate, and I, I kind of poked my head out. And Brandon's like, we're busted, sis. And she looks over with his big eyes. And I lost it. I laid on the ground laughing so hard. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, no, go ahead and finish. By all means, go ahead and finish. You've worked really hard to get to this point. The Taylor and Jen Podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.